0: So as you might have known from earlier in the week, I was not here for a chunk of the show on Tuesday. Trey Lyle spoke with Evan Hughes, uh, formerly of TechSideline.com, now the Virginia Tech Lady Hokies broadcaster. Great interview. Fast Lane, Lane, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, I was at our church Mardi Gras celebration, and after Mardi Gras ends, or the celebration ends, on Tuesdays, you give up something for Lent, which starts on Wednesdays and runs through the Easter weekend. So, for me, it was sports betting. Now, there are a number of caveats to this. One, I am not giving up sports betting in terms of making picks in our votes of confidence. I am just not making the bets myself. (coughs) Excuse me, somehow. And then, here's the other thing. Maybe God's trying to tell me something right now. In addition to that caveat, I may or may not have and we'll find out the may part momentarily decided to go ahead and say, all right, here are things that I think could transpire that are available now, but I'm not going to act on it. You know, this is a time for me to pray to God, have the discipline, lean on my faith a little bit more, not condoning or condemning sports betting or whatever your vice may be. It's just part of giving up for length. There's a, a bigger purpose to strengthen yourself, whether it's your faith or personally similar to new year's resolutions. So, I may or may not have actually fired up certain apps beforehand because, you know, it was a solid NFL season and uh, very good with the Australian Open, the way it ended with Arena Sabolinka not dropping a set. That was nice and winning it outright. Also bailed out some of the Iga Svatek uh, and Novak Djokovic projections from that particular tournament. So still a plus time. So, I mean, you, know, you reinvest a little, you take some, you pocket it a little bit and can say, all right, you know, we're, we're staying above board here, sticking within the means. That's always a crucial thing. But, because we are honest here in the fast lane and we're okay giving our confessions, confessions, we will go ahead and tie it into what lies ahead for this weekend, for the NASCAR season, and beyond, in our votes of confidence. <laughs> Nothing provides the intended inspiration quite like a vote of confidence. The confidence I think that the team has. You know, winning makes you feel good, makes you confident. Now, here's our votes of confidence, inspiring you with the certainty you're seeking. So, college basketball, bigger picture. I have happened to put out three future bets before this Lenten period arrived. Actually, I guess four if you count being out of the area. So, I've got four of them that popped up. And... You know, again, I asked myself over the last handful of months because I thought for a while about, you know, what am I going to give up for Lynn? It's something that my wife and I always think about. So sometimes we make decisions last second. For me, often I've started to crystallize. All right, we need to really work on things. So let's let's challenge ourselves here. So I I kind of thought about it. Well, when I was in Arizona, Virginia Tech lady Hokies to win the national championship at 50 to one was the a big play. No, not that they ever are. For me, it's you three know, percent of a thousand dollar bankroll, which is thirty bucks. That's kind of the rule of thumb uh, from my thing, and what I've heard from the best is you have a bankroll, it's three percent. When you're trying to learn, you stay disciplined. And for me, this is not a money making venture; it's entertainment. But I mean, I don't know. I could be off tray. I don't think Virginia Tech. It should be the favorite right now to win the women's tournament. Obviously, South Carolina. They are. They deserve to be. LSU can get hot, and if they ever tie it together, they're dangerous. Iowa with Caitlin Clark, awesome. She had the scoring title record last night on a, such an appropriate shot for Caitlin Clark. And UConn couldn't quite hang with South Carolina down in Columbia uh, a few days ago. But with Paige Beckers, you know, again, full health with UConn, they're another team that that clearly could stand in the way. Not to mention schools like Stanford, NC State, and Louisville. Even though Tech's beaten state twice, they're clearly landmines in the way of the Virginia Tech Lady Hokies, but maybe I'm off and thinking that, you know, 50-1 for Virginia Tech's women's basketball team to win the championship. They could easily get on a run because they have two All-Americans. And if they make the Final Four, which conveniently happens to occur, oh, I don't know, right when Lint ends, there might be a chance to say, you know what, we can go the other way. We can lock in a profit both ways like we did last year when we got them at 30-1 to one, uh, to win the NCAA tournament and then had to get creative when they lost to LSU.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, you have two of the best players in the country. So you got to feel really good with those odds with that kind of level. Plus, they were, I mean, they did play LSU. They were, I mean, they were a quarter from making the national championship. Like, let's be real here. They were a quarter from making the national championship last year. So, um, yeah, I think that's not a bad bet. Okay, fair enough. Uh, see, you'll be
0: able to talk about what you actually do or going to make coming up. After now, it's just it's hypotheticals for the next six to eight, seven weeks until the Linton season ends. The other ones were I had Memphis at 80 to 1. That thing's on live support. I mean, after the loss to North Texas last night, it was a fun dark horse idea. The way they handled Virginia, you would have thought, wow, this team looks like they've come together. Instead, since that mid December Memphis over Virginia victory, uh, they've basically gone in different directions. Granted, it's not been linear, but Virginia's gotten a lot better. Better over the last two months. Memphis has clearly regressed. So that thing, you know, bye-bye to that theory. The other one's North Carolina at 20 to 1. I kind of get the feeling, and this kind of ties into this weekend tray, and we'll give our weekend college basketball projections momentarily. But North Carolina at 20 to 1 seems like a possibility when everything is clicking. They've shown the ability to play defense. They have multiple scoring options. Harrison Ingram from three. Cormac Ryan can chip in with points. We know about RJ Davis and Armando Baycott at their best. And they've got a great blend of size depth and athleticism they've been inconsistent but a lot of teams in college basketball are during the regular season so north carolina at 20 to 1 to me seems like it's a worthwhile play and if you know you're out there and you're not giving it up for lit you can still jump in on that one and then ironically the other play also ties into the other game that we are going to discuss from the acc tomorrow in our votes of confidence uh projections and that is wake forest at 160 to 1 some places it's as low as 100 to 1 odds uh it wasn't big again i normally Bet 30. I took 15 and figure, you know what? If it's 15 bucks, it's a couple snacks somewhere. If it somehow came through or I could hedge because Wake gets on a run grade, but they've got a lot of the ingredients. They've got athleticism at guards. They can score. At times they can defend, but they're very inconsistent there. Uh, there's clearly a greater likelihood Wake may not make the tournament at all, or Wake may end up flaming out early if they do. But there are enough ingredients there where it seems like a logical play so those are the the ones that are out there for college basketball it does lead us to our projections this weekend trey we'll go backwards from this and look at what we've got tomorrow and that is the aforementioned wake forest Demon and deacons they are a two and a half point underdog for that noon game that i'll be covering for the virginia talk radio network in charlottesville 128 and a half is the point total um trey i I like Virginia in a bounce back spot off the loss to Pitt. I think the urgency level is high because they go on the road to Blacksburg for a 6.30 airtime on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app on Monday for the second Tech UVA bat game. This one's in Blacksburg. Um, so I think the urgency level is high for Virginia. There's also the revenge angle having lost to Wake Forest. Uh, the ability to look back and figure out what you did wrong. Uh, I do think there'll be more scoring than the 128.5 allows. Uh, Wake can make a lot of shots and they can pose problems down low, including with their depth on the block. But Virginia, they've defended that spot better, and ultimately, this is where I trust Tony Bennett, and Virginia, to get it done. A little bit more of a high-scoring game, but I've seen it at three and a half. If you can get it at two and a half, I go with Virginia.
1: Um, yeah, I actually will go wake here. Um, I think their offense. I'll go over. Uh, you know, Zig, you gotta. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna zag a little bit on this one. Um, yeah, I just think defensively UVA hasn't been there the last couple games and Wake might be the more desperate team in this one, needing the big marquee win that they can get. So I'll go Wake Forest here.
0: So I, I, I will go in a different spot. Maybe you'll agree with this, but the other game we discussed and the other team of the Futures bet but North Carolina, they host Virginia Tech. One thirty airtime tomorrow right here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app for a, also a Saturday afternoon game. 151 and a half is the point total and 10 and a half is the line i don't feel great about the point total i will lean under in this game because virginia tech can be a little squirrely offensively but i i love north carolina in this spot anything around 10 for north carolina i know that's a big number but this is the type of spot where it's a bottoming out of the loss against syracuse the heels have had a couple of lapses in the most recent weeks This is a spot where it seems like a get-right spot for North Carolina. I do not like this for a Virginia Tech team that expended a lot to get a win against Florida State on Tuesday. And while the urgency level is still high for Virginia Tech, if you're saying they go one and one over their next two games, which would be great, I I, I mean, I'm going out on a real limb here. I know, Trey, but I think the better chance is against Virginia on Sunday or on Monday night. Uh, I like North Carolina a lot here.
1: Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you on this one.
0: Other games of note. 6.30 6.30 airtime, VTR in Roanoke Gap. Radford is on the road at High Point. Uh, no line for that one, but again, if you're looking at a, a, a line, I would say anywhere of nine or or less, I'd take High Point to cover. Radford's offense has been very hit and miss. It's a topic we'll touch on with the voice of the Highlanders, Rick Watson, in the fast lane on Monday, but 6.30 airtime on the VTR in Roanoke Gap for Radford at High Point on Saturday. Uh, Radford, again, on that, you know, two day turnaround of playing last night and losing to Longwood when they got or excuse me losing to Winthrop with another offensive slump it just doesn't seem like the pieces are working together offensively whether it's ball movement whether it's fatigue shot selection for a Radford team that shot the ball real well early it seems like that's gone away quickly meanwhile Liberty they're on the road at Sam Houston State Liberty won comfortably when they played Sam Houston State over in our spot earlier this week Yo, home the Ballet as Liberty got the victory about a month ago against Sam Houston State 82-66, I like this for Liberty. They've had a full week to prepare off the win against Louisiana Tech. I thought that win gave Liberty a lot of confidence and momentum, and not to say that they were ever down on it, but sometimes it's a little extra shot of, okay, we kind of flirted with disaster. If Liberty lost that game to Louisiana Tech, they're 4-6 and six in conference play. Now they're 5-5, five and five, and they're within striking distance of being one of the top teams, or maybe even at the top, of this probably one bid league which makes it attainable and winnable for liberty i know it's on the road but i think liberty's got a chance to win this game fairly comfortably so i will take the flames meanwhile trey shifting over to nascar weather is a big factor biggest overview of all of them but for the daytona 500 weekend tonight's race looks like it's good tomorrow the xfinity race almost certainly is going to be moved possibly to monday and maybe joined monday by the cup i bring all that up or we bring all that up in the fast lane to say when you know weather is in the the mix on this i think at that point it's worth waiting out because the lines in nascar do not move as rapidly as they do in other sports it's not a heavily bet sport in terms of the volume of money that goes into it so you can wait it out for the better lines Normally, people like driver head-to-head matchups or who will group betting. Who will be finish the highest amongst a group? At a place like Daytona, your worth, your best value, really is going after wins, top threes, top fives, top tens, because the long shot potential is so much greater at a place like this. Now, the book has reflected that, but it's worth considering. Truck race this evening, uh, out of the favorites to get the job done. I'll go with Ben Rhodes, who's been very good on a lot of restrictor plate tracks in the Cup Series, uh, but a, a long shot or maybe even a mid-shot, it's a veteran. I don't think he's a factor on a lot of tracks, but on a lot of super speedway styles, but Matt Crafton is a name at 35-1 to 1 and at 9-1 to 1 odds for a top three finish where it seems like there's pretty good value.
1: Um, So I, I'm not doing anything with uh, the, I might do like an AJ Allmendinger in the Xfinity race, uh, but it's not available right now because they're practicing. But uh, I, it was this morning at um, plus two forty. Was Toyota to win the race? And I like you know, I, looking at the duels last night, my biggest takeaway was whatever Toyota did with the um, their new bodies, it seemed to be fast. They won both duels, so that that helps as well with Tyler Reddick and Christopher Bell. So that's, you know, obviously both technically Joe Gibbs cars, but that's two different organizations. But Legacy Motor Club, who had no affiliation with either of those teams, was also fast last night. So the Toyotas looked really fast last night um, in the draft. And so I know it was a smaller field, but I think the fact that they have nine cars in this race, uh, or, yeah, nine cars in this race, so you have the six... Yeah, and then you you know the legacy mode that's going to be big for them. That's going to give them, I think, enough of a pack in those green flag stops to maintain good pace. But if I had to pick, so I I would bet that. And then I think with individuals, I'm looking at like I'm looking at Brad Kiselowski and I'm looking at Bubba Wallace. I think are the two, you know, mid shots that I'm really looking at right now because I think they'll both be there at the end, and they both have both are desperate to get this daytona 500
0: so uh, all of your insight on that to me is very sound and very well also out. top
1: two during practice right now are toyotas in Bubba wallace and ironically jimmy johnson in terms of xfinity uh
0: practice cup, cup, practice. Me, pra- cup practice uh thank you for the clarification on that. i was like i didn't think they were racing in the xfinity series um but for for the trucks the cup in the truck series you hit the nail on the head with toyota they looked fantastic last night The value entering, and this may change after practice, but I think it might be the time to take a shot on a guy like Martin Truex Jr. He has led laps. He's been horrible when it comes to luck and sealing the deal. but. 20 to 1 for a guy like that. And you mentioned long shot shots, Trey. But Eric Jones at 30 to 35 to 1, which I saw. Again, he's a Toyota car. They'll work well together. And he's had these chances at the restrictor plate races, including the 75 to 1 where he was leading, uh, coming out of turn 4 at Talladega, but couldn't seal the deal. Yes, that one still hurts today. But Eric Jones is one that comes to mind. Uh, a Toyota, though, is a very valid point this year. And Trey, you know what? We touched on the Daytona 500.
1: It, Ty Gibbs, to, can I just, I already know it. He, Ty Gibbs. Not for the race, tray. I know.
0: One better for you. Two better for you. I had Ty Gibbs over half a win during the regular season. And I parlayed that with, what's his name? The guy who wins every single Formula One race right now. Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen. I parlayed that to get a plus money on Ty Gibbs to have one win or more this year, plus Max Verstappen to win the first Formula One race at plus money. I know I got greedy, but I can't help myself, Trey, when it comes to Ty Gibbs. It's just, I mean, we all know this, right?
1: Now, the funny thing would be, like, he crashes in turn one, Verstappen does. Oh, oh,
0: no doubt that's going to happen. It'll be on the opening lap, of the race or it'll be the last uh, lap
1: i think until last season it was like they went stri- six straight years the person who finished first didn't win the championship so we'll see
0: here's the other one trey you know what i did there was that Gronk kick of destiny for one of the apps
1: yeah you did the you get the yeah 25 bonus bet
0: oh you know i spent it all in one place trey And you know what I spent it on.
1: Ty Gibbs to win the championship? Darn
0: right, at 28 to 1 odds, I just could not help myself. I had to go out with a bang and I got it in before Lent began. So uh, the reason, of course, Trey is if Ty Gibbs wins during Lent, the cost of him, the, the odds for him to win the championship will be much lower. So you could always cash out later and the win would count and I would at least get something because I can't bet Ty Gibbs to win the first six to seven races because they occur during Lent. So I had to find a loophole to make sure I've still got skin in the game. I don't have it for everything, but that one just Trey, I know this will shock you. I couldn't help myself when it came to that. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Glad to know. Glad to know. Pivoting away from that, but somebody who is very opinionated on ACC basketball and may even have thoughts on some of our projections is Randolph Childress. ACC Network analyst does work for the Field of 68, and he's set to join us next here in the fast lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.